Good evening, everyone. This is Miss Ruth, and I'm a proud ally member of EPI, Blind LGBT Pride International, here today to discuss my own healing journey and to speak about healing practices we all can use with an emphasis on what members of the LGBTQ plus community can do to shore themselves up. Our guest today is Lena Salusar a Reiki master and proud member of the LGBTQ plus community. So the title of our time together is Releasing Pain from the Past Allows You to Age Gracefully, Conversations with Healing Practitioners Who Treat Trauma in the LGBT Community. I'll tell you about my own healing journey, but first, I want you all to kindly commit to memory this quote from Carl Jung, because I may quiz you at the end. Uh, just kidding, no tests. But here's the quote. Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. So I'll tell you about my healing journey, just a short version of it, because I could talk all day, ask Lena that. Uh, and <laughs> once I've told you a little bit about it, I'll introduce you to Lena more in depth, and she'll share a rainbow chakra meditation. So in a nutshell, my journey started with physical therapy for my neck and back. My PT told me that trauma is stored in the body and told me about the book, The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van der Kolk. Then she suggested I try a type of massage called myofascial release, which isn't pleasant. I'll have you know, it's very rough, but it can release trauma stored in your body. Around that time, I had to have two root canals. And afterwards, very strangely, I started singing and writing songs. I believe I had some specific pain in that area. My father was a, a dental researcher. My mother had been a singer-songwriter. So um, the next thing that happened was I found an online counselor who did EMDR. That's eye movement, desensitization, reprocessing, via virtual chat yet. And she helped me release some very painful memories. I also got into yoga, meditation, tapping, and Reiki. So that is my Reader's Digest version of my story. And so now I'd like to ask our guest today to introduce herself to us. And then she'll share with us a rainbow chakra meditation. Lena, if you'd be so kind. So my name is Lena Salusar, and I have been doing Reiki for 11 years now. I'm a Reiki master teacher of a couple of forms of, of Reiki. And I got my start at a campfire with accidentally sending energies through crystals to people. Um, crystals are part of your city naturally will let you, you know, you will, can send energy through them and they have their own energy. Um, but I was able to both feel and send. So my friend said that I should get into healing and I tried pranic healing first, but even in the healing community, there's some discrimination. So they wouldn't teach me because I was blind. And then I went to Reiki and fell in love with it. And then um, <laughs> during COVID, I had some major awakenings. I learned how to do tapping because it helped my friend was doing it when she needed support. Um, and I offered to, you know, I wanted to do some sessions to get rid of some of my trauma or work on it. And she really 
helped me to release a lot of mine and I wanted to give that back. And then I started, you know, opening up to communicating with spirits and the psychic world and started becoming very much into giving readings and doing mediumship. So those are the things that I do now. I'm a Reiki master teacher, so I can both teach and practice. I am a tapping practitioner and a psychic medium. Awesome. That's a lot. That's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I know. You do all that before eight in the morning, right? Uh, Right. (laughs) Very good. Thank you. Now, would you be able to share? um, Yes. Yes, I will do that. So I'd like everyone to find a comfortable place to sit or lay down if that's possible. Doesn't matter which, just as long as you're comfortable. And I'm going to start, I know this is different for people, but I am going to start by asking my guides to come in and around and protect the space and to bring the highest and brightest and that everything will benefit the people and the people here. So now I'd like to start by taking a few deep breaths. So we'll do three together. We'll inhale and exhale. Inhale and exhale. And one more time. Inhale and exhale. And you're going to notice as you begin to find yourself in this meditative, relaxed place that there is a light or a heat sensation or have you choose to feel this. And this heat begins around your feet and lower spine. And for those who see it as color, the light coming in is red and the light is helping you ground. And this light is very warm like a fire that won't burn you. And just let it gently enter your body and help you to ground and connect to the earth. And you notice that as the light starts to go up your body towards your navel area, you start to feel, you start to see a shift And the color changes to orange. And you feel the light kind of brighten and warm up even a little more. But it still feels, still feels gentle. Still, you're still at peace. And this chakra works with personal relationships. And you feel your connections to people increase as the light comes in through you. So as you let this light in, it starts to move up 
towards your abdomen, your solar plexus. And you feel it brighten further still. And it becomes the color yellow. It feels bright and vibrant. Like flowers or some roses. Some things that remind you of the sun. And you feel an increase in your personal powers as this chakra begins to balance with the others. And let the light continue up and it becomes a beautiful green, the color of new life and growth. And it enters your heart, your emotional center. And you begin to feel gentle calm and peace continue through your body. And as you continue, the light begins to become blue and to enter your throat very cool and gentle expansive feeling so you could communicate anything and you can feel your voice wanting to be used again And as the light moves up and enters the middle of your forehead, your third eye, it becomes a different shade of blue, an indigo. And it allows you to see with your mind's eye. And finally, the light goes up to the top of the center of your head and it reaches your crown chakra and turns a beautiful, vibrant, violet shade of purple. And you feel your body flowing with inspiration and purpose and connection to the universe, the divine, however you see it. And as the light reaches the top of your head, you feel it start to course through your body again, through your limbs, your torso, every part of you. And now it's a rainbow color because all the chakras are beautifully aligned and in balance. And once this light courses through you, Begin to take deep breaths and open your eyes if you haven't if you have closed them or begin to feel yourself aware of your seat, of your body, and come back to the present moment, full of this peace and balance and gentle energy.
Wonderful. Thank you, Lena. Mm -hmm. That was beautiful. I feel I feel so calm now. I'm going to fall asleep. Oh, <laughs> no. much of a show. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have a couple of questions. Now, chakras always have a specific color, correct? Associated with yes. one? Yes, and they do. Okay. And just, just for, for clarification, and I probably should have said this first, but uh, chakras are energy centers in your body. It's they're kind of pictured like a wheel um, of energy that they kind of flow around kind of in a circle. And each one, you know, is responsible for different. Each one is is responsible for different parts of the body and helps different parts of the body to heal and be in balance. Oh, see, I'm, I've been envisioning it as like a crystal or an orb. So it's actually more like a wheel, you say? Yeah, that's that's how they say it. I I love I love that imagery though, so I wouldn't change that. But they they do. Um, when I've been learning, they say a lot of a lot of times they are pictured kind of like a wheel or like a circle. So an okay. orb would you know that would work too. Right? Yeah, that's terrific. And then so we we talked in our pre meeting about how to convey color to those of us in the community who've never <clears> seen <throat> it, and and you said you can call up your conception of what the color is, correct? Yes. Yeah, so I have, um, you know, like I said, I brought my spirit guides into this, but they, um, they have been kind of teaching me in my mind's eye. And, you know, I've gotten some validation, even with some of like the shades of colors, like I'll describe it to a sighted person um, and kind of, you know, like ask them or I'll say something about somebody's aura. Like I'll, I'll ask, I'll say, I see this color and they're like, Oh yeah, that's what people usually see, you know? So I've had right. some, some validation on that. Cause I was a little skeptical <laughs> at first. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Very good. And so um, before you mentioned um, crystal, that's how you <clears throat> first realized that you had a, a psychic ability. And so it's funny because <laughs> right before we went on, I was, I wrote down a question. Um, what is, how do you know a crystal has, is invested or imbued with some sort of energy or are they all, are all crystals um, we're looking into? All crystals are, are, you know, you can use crystals, but the thing is, Every crystal, it's like people. Like I, I'm very much, you know, a big believer. Crystals are like people. They have their own energy, each one. So right. some a person can use and some a person can't. And those are not the same for every other person. Ah, uh, I see. So like I have my own crystals. Like when I go to when I go crystal shopping, it's fun because I will go and it will be like, okay, and I just start feeling crystals, and then I'll find one that's like, you know, it doesn't it doesn't really, but you know, it's like, hi, Lena, like, it, it makes itself known. Right. It finds you. <laughs> yes. Like, crystals don't, obviously, I'm not saying crystals talk, but like, they they have their like that's all I need energy. <laughs> I hope they don't. <laughs> right. Same. I don't need I that have, in my life. <laughs> I've got plenty too. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> but uh no, like they they do it's I don't know if you're a Harry Potter fan at all, but it's kinda like oh, the idea for yeah, that the wand chooses the wizard. Oh right. <laughs> it's right. like that the crystal sense. chooses the practitioner. Ah, I see. <laughs> makes sense. So um, let's go back to the idea of all the healing of 
approaches that um, the community can use to shore themselves up. We're just thinking in general, people, anybody can use these, but specifically we're thinking of, you know, the ways in which the LGBTQ plus community can shore themselves up from the inside with all the Mm -hmm. the strangeness going on in the world and legislation and don't say gay. So how can, what are the, the methods in general, like the, the categories of things like meditation, Reiki, that people can use to self-heal and shore themselves up? Well, yeah, people can, I mean, meditation is crucial. I think meditation is crucial in general, but it's definitely crucial as far as like keeping yourself in a, in a space of calm and you know, the ability to handle things is definitely heightened with meditation. It's huge. Um, You can self-heal with Reiki. So that is, you know, a way to balance your chakras too. And one of the things that, you know, that we're always taught in tapping when, when we practice is that we do, we do our own. So we do, it's called a personal peace procedure and we tap on specific issues that we're going through either during the day or, if we have big issues like tapping on those, although I wouldn't, I don't tap on trauma by myself, but other than that, um, cause I, I feel like I need a guide there to yeah. keep myself in, oh, in place. Yeah. yeah. But sure. as far as like things like this, you know, assuming, you know, obviously the, um, just for context, I am an uh, ace lesbian. Um, but, I, you know, as far as the the legislation and stuff, as long as, I mean, obviously it's going to cause likely anxiety and, you know, fear and things like that, as long as it doesn't cause, like, deep trauma, which, I mean, it can, I'm not, you know, but if it doesn't, then that could be part of the personal peace procedure if, if one were to learn to tap. Oh, I see what you're saying. So if it becomes, gets to the point of trauma and settles into your body and your psyche, you could tap. You can still tap, but you would need, you would Somebody. want a guide probably. Uh-huh. Right. Because it could, you know, if you accidentally, you know, there are... I I have had a lot of trauma that I've been working through, um, but there are things that I know that if I went into on my own, I could re-trigger myself and make it worse. Oh, absolutely. Um, I agree. You know, yeah. yeah. So as long as it doesn't, isn't in that level where it's like stored in your body and it's that deep, you could tap on it solo and be fine. And, you know, bring the fear and anxiety down and it wouldn't be difficult, yeah. but it, it, so it's the, yeah, I think for me anyway, I use like tapping meditation and Reiki um, meditation. I specifically do, it's, I call it, well, I've heard it called and I call it this cause I like it too, uh, center ground and shield. And that's good. Center yeah. ground and shield. Yes. So I will go into a meditative space. That's how I'll get centered and then I'll ground. So I'll connect to the earth. And a lot of times I will visualize, you know, myself as a tree growing roots. And then like, I will see like a light coming from the sky that can connects to that so that I'll be 
connected to earth and sky because it's not just one or the other it's both work together like in greek mythology they were considered married at least at first but we'll go into that because i could talk about greek mythology Me too. All day too. <laughs> i love that too <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah so it's sort of a um you know i connect to both and then i kind of envision myself energetically in a bubble and it's not you know it's not like i'm keeping everybody away because that's not what it is it's just it's an energy bubble protection against negative energy right um so i see it well, I see it in color, but it doesn't really matter. Um, I usually see mine as blue, but you know, it's it's however you see it that still that makes you feel safe. That's the important piece. Right. And then I end the meditation, but keep the bubble there and keep you know I'm like okay, I'm ending the meditation, but I'm gonna keep the the grounded feeling and the bubble around me so that I'm shielded energetically from you know, all the barbs people will throw. That's a good word for it. I think that yeah. this, this is a good time. I don't want to bring anybody down by being a bummer, but I just wanted no. to briefly talk about the, um, the anti-LGBTQ plus legislation that's mm. advancing in states across the country. Um, right. There's a site called Human Rights Campaign, and a year-to-date snapshot, 2023, anti-LGBTQ plus state legislative activity. There's over 520 anti-LGBTQ plus bills that have been introduced in state legislature. That's a record, of course. Mm -hmm. Over 220 bills specifically targeting transgender and non-binary people, also a record. Um, a record 70 anti-LGBTQ laws have been enacted so far this year, including laws banning gender-affirming care for transgender youth. That's 15 of them. Uh, there's seven laws requiring or allowing misgendering of transgender students. There's two laws targeting drag performances. Um, let's see, four laws censoring school curriculum with LGBTQ things. It, it just, it seems never to end. And I thought we were going in the right direction, but we've, we've gotten into oh. a aggressive place. So I'll ask the, the subjective question that we sort of talked about mm. previously. When is it appropriate to fight and when to flow? By that, I mean, you know, we all know when there are times that we need to make our voices heard. And that mm. is strongly when the world wants to erase us, you know, as blind people or those in the LGBT community. But when is it better to stay centered and, and let those other people just yammer on? So I want to ask you a question kind of back is why are those mutually exclusive? Like, why oh. why can we not fight from the flow? You got me there. I don't know. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and, you know, I didn't I think about it. it until after a pre-meeting, so That's I'm sorry really to do that to you, but I was like, wait. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I have to say you trumped me. I hate to use that word because uh, oh. <laughs> no. I really shouldn't use that word anymore. <laughs> That was good. So you can, you can get into the flow so you can fight. It builds yeah, and fight, in right? fact, in fact, fighting from that is probably a better place because you're not reacting in, in just anger and, 
you know, because it doesn't work. And I, you know, I say this as a blind person. I say this as, as a member of the LGBTQ plus community, it does not work. And, you know, I'm sure we've all seen this. I, I would, I would bet on it, but that, you know, blind, blind people fighting for their rights by yelling at people and, you know, people doing like being very aggressive, like even towards people just asking them for help when asking is actually the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Of course. Like I'm I'm sure most of us, I I would be willing to wager that most of us have. Right. And we don't want to do that from that place. Like it's, it's a lot better and I've done it too. Like I'm not, you know, it's not like I'm speaking from a place above this. I'm a human. Like I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> just, just to be super clear, like I, <laughs> I am into not, the fray. You, you put yeah, your, you put your dukes up at some point. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not exempt from this. I, um, and I think for me, it's it's a matter of you know and. You know, people laugh and it's like, oh, you know, take deep breaths and whatever. But that actually works a lot of times um, just to kind of, you know, recenter. But I think it's just a matter of, you know, fighting, fighting from the flow because righteous anger is a thing and it's it's not a bad thing. Like anger is not all bad either. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, and like, it can lead, lead to some wisdom if you if you really yes. think about it. You know, it can lead to yes. new directions for you. Exactly. I mean, we want to fight because we want to change things. We want to do what's right and and best for equality for all people. Like that's there's nothing wrong with that. Like, right. and it's it's a matter of yeah. Sometimes we have to yell to be heard, but we don't we want to do it in a way that is going to be constructive. That's right. Pick and your battles, right? Yes. Well, that too. Yeah. Pick your battles. And, and it's sometimes I think when you go to, you know, knowing which to fight and where to kind of go, okay, you know, is I try to do like, where can I make the most change or where, where will my voice most benefit? And then, you also have to take care of yourself too. So it's like, am I in a position physically, mentally, you know, some people use the spoon theory. Do I have the spoons to do this? It's kind of like that. Like make sure you're also like, because it is possible to get burned out on advocacy. And I've been there too. (laughs) Yeah. You can deplete your own reserves, right? Yes, for sure. Yeah. So just it's it's a matter in that case, though, because because there is so you're kind of right too. like there is that when to fight and when to flow. But also so there's actually both both questions are both things are valid, like how to fight from the flow. is a good thing. But also you do need to know actually when to advocate or, you know, and when to kind of let other people take the reins, as it were. Right, and also to know when somebody's not really asking, As, they're yes. you know they're they're coming at you with their own agenda, knowing that mm-hmm. you're going to engage, and so they 
they just yeah. come at you with their own rhetoric and propaganda. Yes. That's and use your, intu- use your intuition there because you'll know. Right. Like, there's a feeling that comes with that. Like, when you hear them, it's like, oh, that person doesn't really want to know. They're, they're judging me. There yeah. is a point. You, like, you will know because there's a tone behind their words or there's this feeling in your gut that's just like, and a lot of times for me, it feels like a sickly feeling. Yeah. And that's not, you know, it's going to be different for everyone. But in my case, like, it feels like kind of a sickly feeling like, oh, why am I bothering? They don't care. And that's when it's like, okay, stop. If that's the case, then yeah. stop. And that's the flow saying stop. Go in this other yes. direction now, right? Yes. I do think we have, a, we have a question. I believe Anthony has his hand raised, if you wouldn't mind me. Sure. Great conversation so far. And my question fits right in where we are right at the moment. So, you know, being part of the disabled community, being part of the LGBTQ community and, and other communities that are somewhat marginalized, mm-hmm. you know, it layers over and over. It, I, I almost yeah. sometimes think about it like, you know, like a pie, you know, mm-hmm. and you have the base and then you have the filling and then you have the, you know, the cross lattice top. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you get to a point where, it's not that you're angry anymore. It's like you're so numb that you're not connected at all. How can you reconnect when you when you get to that space where you feel like you have nothing left? It's I don't want to fight. I don't want to cry. I don't want anything. There's just nothing left. A good question. It is a good question. Um, so again, for context, right? I am I am not just blind lesbian. Although I am also. Uh, pagan (laughs) i'm a psychic like i i completely get that (laughs) we're a lot of categories (laughs) i am interesting exemplified right there (laughs) (laughs) right right (laughs) like i i fully you know i fully understand what exactly what you're talking about with the pie like i so tapping will help me get get through that a lot from for me at, at least um i because i will be very like yeah i feel numb i feel you know and just sort of tap on the meridian points and we could have a whole workshop on that at some point because it's yeah. um probably too much to teach the points in this conversation but we yeah that could be a whole other thing <laughs> yeah let's do that um, <laughs> i'll sign up yeah. for that yeah, <laughs> I've taught that. I would love to do that again. But um, um, it is, it's very, for me, that's the best thing that works. But I think it can help kind of in, in meditation um, because everybody does have, I know what, you know, everyone has spirit guides and I know pe- most people haven't met them and that's that's okay too. But it's sort of like, meditation and that will kind of help to reconnect but sometimes it just takes time like to be honest it's just one of those things that's like yeah sometimes it's just a lot and you kind of have to you it's know almost like you need a shield to not yeah. have all of it in like you don't want it yes. to sneak through you completely like your porous tea bag you want you want to yeah. be able to defend some of that exactly stuff. how yeah, do you do so, it in the moment is the question for me i i, yeah. I can't get my back up with all these things and you know we're, we're surrounded in the area of island 
Um, it's a liberal state, New Jersey, but mm -hmm. it just happens to be a pocket of very conservative oh. people in the area. And so, I live in Texas, so... Oh, you know. So you know. Yeah, I'm in Austin, Texas. I oh, so you walk about, through it every day. <laughs> talk about liberal, talk about like liberal liberal stronghold in the sea of you know, like like the one spot in the in the sea of so it's just a matter of I for me usually the shield in the morning will will work, like what I was talking to you guys about. Um I I do ask my guides for protection like I did at the beginning of the meditation. But I also, you know, center ground and shield. And it's just a matter for me of sometimes if I feel that shield weakening, I might like just kind of visualize it strengthening. Mm. But, so from the opposite mm -hmm. end of the spectrum, then yeah. when, you know, I call it the voices, not that there are different voices in my head, but when you have the thoughts <laughs> and they're kind of crashing into each other and, you know, yeah. how do you find the, the center voice? How do you, you know, how do you pull the true feeling out of all the other swirling wannabe feelings? Because a lot of times that center voice isn't in your head. The center voice is usually coming from your gut or you're just, you're sent you're like, cause it's coming from your personal power. That solar plexus area. That's why they say gut feeling that chakra is personal power. And it's sort of, you know, again, and I know I say this a lot, but like the deep breaths will help kind of calm the thoughts down so that you can, but there's one that, you know, like, it's it's what that first what they call gut instinct feeling and i definitely have been in the position where they crash and you know sometimes it just you might have to take a moment like it's it's hard in the heat of the moment because people don't want like they want the answer immediately and don't but you have to slow down we have to slow down you know and that breathing really yes. brings you back Yes, and it's we just, crucial. We, we have, have another uh, another question. Yeah, yeah you of course. Finish your thoughts, please. Yes, so it's it's crucial that we have to slow down. We have to take a moment because the a lot of times reactions in the heat of the moment cause more harm than good. So it's really necessary to like, and not like I'm not just talking about in the advocacy. I'm talking about to yourself also. Oh, that's a good point. To yourself, you have to have that self-talk that's soothing and, and yes. doesn't rile yourself up, which I tend yeah. to do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we have a question, please, from Nellie. Nellie, yep. She has permission on mute. Thank you. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, yes. Um, I um This is, um, you know, a, a wonderful discussion. Um, I, um, you know, thinking about Anthony's um, question of, when when you've just you know had enough of everything and and it's all kind of encroaching on you um i find that i can um um it's very important to slow down and the first thing i do is i um tell the negativity to stop and to go away and to go away from me and go out of me, I, I command it to leave. And, and then I um, think, well, what is it that I want? 
and then focus on, you know, the most strong um, thing that I want that, that may be the opposite of all that badness that's, that's encroaching. And I focus on that and I um, try to manifest that in my thinking and try to speak truth to power uh, to myself and send that out into the world. And, um, and then that in itself can help to be a protection when those times come. Thank you. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I love, I love that. Um, I will say, and I, I'm, I'm sure you're doing this, but just in general, because a lot of people will kind of go and, you know, some people will kind of go, Oh, I want, you know, no more, whatever, no more fear or no more anxiety. But if you focus on that, instead of, you know, you might say like, I want courage or I want peace or some, like if you focus on the, the thing that you want rather than the thing you don't, then it's a stronger response. Um, because, you know, they talk a lot in the, in the manifesting and things like that about what you focus on expands. So yeah. even if you say like, I don't want this. It's in your you're energy. You're focusing on yeah. that. Right. It's like you're holding, it's like a restraining order. You're holding it in your vibration. Yeah. Yes. And I see we do have another question from Rachel. Okay. Good evening. Um, uh, my name is Rachel. Um, I love your call. Um, um, I have a, a question. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have been through quite a bit of trauma. Um, I've had mm-hmm. a brain tumor since age 25, um, which thankfully um, is pretty much gone. Um, mm-hmm. But there is, is a trauma where uh, when they, you know, check the scans or what have you, they'll go and do these like memory games or different things where they, they have you do like different numbers or have you repeat them back. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very hard for me um, to remember those things. And a lot of the when I go to bed at night, it's very hard for me to shut my brain off. And I will do like deep breathing or meditation Sometimes it will work and sometimes my brain will just keep spinning and spinning with like different thoughts. Like, well, what if you get upsetting mail tomorrow? What if the insurance company won't cover your medication on and on and on? And it's like, shut up, brain, go to sleep. (laughs) It's the worst. And this is every Mm -hmm. night. Yeah. So are you asking how to handle Yes, please okay. help. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I really wish I could teach tapping because that would kind of be perfect for this. <laughs> um, so, because that's what I do because I have the same problem. Like not as, I don't know if I have it as much now as as I used to, but I've had that a lot and I would like tap and be like okay I you know you know I kind of release the the anxiety because that's um 
my sisters and I call it the spiral and it sounds like that's what it is yeah, from what, what you just is. described too. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, um, so. Well, a lot of, could, oh, I'm so sorry. Could, could you tell her the basic mechanics of tapping? You, she can't learn it herself, right? You'd have to actually walk her through it. Well, she could probably it's there's like the tapping solution. There's apps for that, but I don't know as a, are you sorry? I don't want to make assumptions. Are you a blind person? I am. Okay. <laughs> um, I I just realized I was like, wait, I'm about to say something, and <laughs> oh, well, good for you. That's something <laughs> politicians don't do before they speak. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't do yourself. <laughs> like, hold on. Let me make sure that I'm talking to a blind person because I don't want to assume. So. As a person who's blind, I have found, or blind person, or whatever people prefer, I don't know. Um, but at any rate, I um, have found that someone teaching me has been easier because they can show me the point. Uh -huh. So the point, I want to show you one, and you can, um, you know, you can start there and see if maybe it at least helps with some of the calm. And then, you know, people can... I can give my, my email or, you know, some, whatever people want at the end of the call, maybe if, if that's amenable and we can, you know, I can work with people. Um, but the point that I want to show you is it's, so it's between your pinky and doesn't matter what hand, but it's between your pinky and your wrist. It's a kind of the meaty part at the side of your hand. Um, they call it the karate chop point. I didn't know what that meant, but it was the point between your pinky and your wrist, like that meaty part of your of your palm on the side. Does that make sense? Yeah. I yes, see. I see it. Karate chop. Uh-huh. So try tapping there and just kind of saying, you know, I, you know, well, a lot of times with, with tapping, um, which is one of the things I like, you kind of go through some of the negative and acknowledge it so that it can be released. So like you could say, you can either say something like I release this anxiety and fear, or you can just say, you know, I feel anxiety and fear. I feel it, you know, and like, I feel anxiety and fear, but I completely deeply and completely love and accept myself or something along those lines. Um, so if you were to tap there and just say that over and over, um, there are other points, like some of the ones I talked about earlier, like, like with the chakras, like the center of the top of your head or um, where your eyebrow meets your nose. There's some points like that that you can use. And that, again, I would love to teach a workshop on in future, or I can work with people separately, like outside of this. Um it's it's a matter of if you tap on those and just kind of go this anxiety and fear, it will start to release. It's actually a, a biochemical response. Like it will bring down the stress hormones that come from your brain. It will actually rewire it and make that less of a response. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, so, Miss Ruther, you know, when I when I do tapping and we are tapping on the stomach area, I 
find oh. that it's suddenly somehow there's like a big gulp, like a deep, a deep breath that comes mm. out, almost like a cry. Like I'm crying, but I'm not crying, if that makes sense. And I feel like it's releasing whatever stale, pent up stuff is there. And that's, that's happened a few times. Mm-hmm. I see we have a, another question uh, this time from Tristan. Welcome, Tristan. There we go. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hi there. <laughs> nice to nice to be a part of the group. Um, I was just going to mention um, that in in when I'm when I'm feeling that anxiety when I'm because I get I, I feel that way a lot, and I um I I I, I found that um there are some wonderful places on youtube uh, wonderful channels on youtube that offer uh sound baths uh, kind of on demand and um and they can be you know they can be really nice if you put some headphones on um or if you happen to have an uh an uh amazon smart device uh in your room um even having on that is helpful um so I, I, you know, that helps me a lot with, with the anxiety and the kind of overwhelming feeling like we're, we're teetering on the brink of mm. crazy town over here um, <laughs> yes. with, with all of this. Um, and um, so I would say don't, I, I would say, and, and everybody's preferences are different when it comes to sound baths. I found like everybody has their favorites and some people like singing bowls and some people like, uh, uh, like uh, drums or uh, gongs, yeah, Himalayan or... right gongs yeah. and Himalayan. You know, there are Himalayan mm-hmm. ones, and and there's all kinds of different different types. There's even people with crystal ones that, yes. you know, and and so there are all kinds. And and the channels out there, they'll let you. I mean, it's first of all, it's free, and second of all, they will actually. A lot of these are are hours long. So if you drift off to sleep while focusing on relaxation while listening to this, it, it, it can be just uh, occasionally transcendent, really. Yeah. Wow. In my wow. that, is, that is very true. And thank you. I hadn't thought about sound baths, but I, I'm actually trying to learn how to do it. Oh, you're talking to the right yeah, person. Me too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I forgot about those, but you're totally right. Um, they are, they are beautiful and definitely, yeah, I've had those, those transcendent moments. It's great. Thank you. Well, for Thank you. Thank you for, for all this wonderful information too. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And also, you know, that makes me think of other ways that, that, um, I relax and I don't think of it as sort of spiritual or, um, alternative, like, um, aromatherapy, aromatherapy, incense. Um, oh Yeah. I, I don't think I of like, those because I can't smell. I don't, my oh, sense can't? of smell is oh, terrible. So I, that's, I don't even think about that, but you're right. It oh, definitely helps that. a lot of I people. I should have asked if you could smell before oh, I mentioned that. No, no, no. <laughs> I didn't filter myself. No, because a lot of people can, right? Yes. So like, I, right. that's just why I don't think of that, but it is a very good technique. Right. And then we have another question from Allie. Okay. Yes, Allie, very good. So one thing that you just mentioned with the um, aromatherapy, just a reminder that even if you can't smell, those oils still have an effect. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, too, how much do you know another, um, you know, trauma therapy, you know, another modality is um, somatic experiencing? 
Yeah, I haven't I haven't done any work with it. I've heard of it, but I have not actually done any work with that. So I don't really know about it. What is that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've looked at it a little bit. Um, I mean, I've read about it a little bit. Um, and um, Ms. Ruth, that, that book that you mentioned, The Body Keeps the Score, I've read. Not the whole book in its entirety, but that that is one you won't forget, isn't it? Yes. That's good. I have that one, too. There's another one that I haven't looked at it yet, but it's newer, and it is um, by a newer author, and it's something like something about why has nobody told me this before is what it's called. I just looked at it. Oh. Oh. Is it about the, same, can, the same sort of conversation? You know, I'm not entirely sure. It's another, um, you know, tips for dealing with um, different things and things like that related to trauma and, you know, relationships, I guess. And like I said, I haven't looked at it yet, but um, mm-hmm. I have it. You know, you know well, how that it is. part of the conversation. You have yeah. them, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have a million things. It doesn't mean I've looked at them yet or it doesn't same. mean I've looked at them in a while. And oh, yeah. That's <laughs> how it works. Same, same, same. I have tons of books that I haven't had a chance to look at yet. But it's fascinating how many therapies are out there. Yeah, it is. It's really interesting conversation. We have to have a workshop. We'll have to have you back, of course. But I know there's another question. Uh, Oh, sorry. Allie, were you done? Yes, yes, you're good. (laughs) Thank you so much. And Anthony has another question. I do. I was wondering, um, what are your thoughts on screen therapy? Screen therapy. So I actually think it's helpful. Like I've Me actually, <laughs> I've actually, yeah. Like I've, I've seen people and I haven't, you know, had anyone where I did that with, but I've seen people do that in conjunction with other things like tapping or, you know, I've seen people do it in conjunction and it works really well. And I've experienced it myself and it works great. <laughs> One of the things I've done is I, I sort of combined it with, with another practice. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was fortunate to live literally across the street from a beach and I would collect a couple of rocks and I would hold one rock in my hand and whatever, you know, I would think the first negative thought, okay, let, let's just say, mm-hmm. you know, somebody said I'm stupid today. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. here's this stupid energy. And then, you know, I would literally hold the rock. I am not stupid. I reject this. And then at the top of my lungs, no, and just throw it far into the water as I could pick up the next rock, whatever the next feeling is. And I I will tell you, after a couple of good, long, loud screams and throwing those rocks, Mm -hmm. I would go back and feel a a combination of exhausted and energized. I I can't explain it. It's like everything drains out of me. But yet, mm-hmm. you know, I could go back into the apartment and clean, you know, for the next hour. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so that feeling a lot of times is is a re- is a release, like that that exhausted, energized. Because I've I've definitely felt that after tapping in a good cry or after a reiki session, sometimes even where you know I'll be I'll have released so much stuff where it's like, oh, I'm tired but I'm so light and happy and like all this at the same time. 
and definitely a, a nice mix. It just means it, it definitely is a sign of a, of a powerful release. I think for people that are skeptical or don't mm-hmm. have much experience to be able to have the physical object to manifest with might also help too. It can. Yeah. I, I'm a lot more, I guess, well, some people would call it woo woo. <laughs> i'm I'm a little more out there not i don't mean i don't mean like they they call the because it's sort of you know out of the natural realm of things they're not called it's not you know i'm not saying like crazy or anything like you know against or any i'm not trying to use like something against um anyone with any mental um disabilities or anything but that's sort of what people will call it because it's outside of the natural realm of things that we can sense and uh, like it's kind of you know some people talk about it as like having head in the clouds I disagree but it's it's definitely on the more mystical end of things I I tend to be so thank you for that reminder because yes people do definitely respond more to things they can uh, some people anyway respond more to things they can feel or hear or um what other aspects of i appreciate the <laughs> thank you absolutely <laughs> and don't, don't don't ever feel bad about the woo-woo my grandmother called it the third eye and my poppy would say oh she's doing that woo-woo stuff again <laughs> <laughs> yeah a lot of people call it that. I just want to make sure that I'm not uh, just to make sure people know I'm not talking about. Something. You don't want to trigger anyone else. No, yeah. I'm woo-woo <laughs> and proud, right? I'm yes, I am. <laughs> Great conversation. I'm going back on mute. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I'm not quite sure how much time we have. We started a little bit late. I think we still have some time. Um, so I, I did want to ask, um, we had a, a pre-meeting and we discussed mediumship and spirit oh. guides as opposed to saints or angels. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know it's a big, it's a big discussion there. I, I just, I'm really still not clear on it because I know that in some religions, you just pray to a saint, like a sort of a rote thing, like uh, help me with this, yes. but it's not, as you say, a conversation. Yes. So with, my guides are my family. Like, like it's, you know, like all of them have very different personalities and different. So like Daniel is very blunt. Um, Karina is no nonsense, but also very like kind and like, they all have different roles. Right. So um, a couple of my guides uh, teach me colors, um, but they also are part of, you know, the ones that bring spirits forward or, you know, so they have like saints and angels, they might have different jobs. Um, but unlike saints and angels, I don't pray to guides. Like I ask them for help, but I don't, I don't necessarily consider it prayer because I also work with, uh, deities. Um, and one of the reasons that I, you know, love Greek mythology is because I worship the Greek pantheon. But so I pray to them. I ask my guides and they're kind of there to um, learn. And, you know, they help, they learn 
how to work with me. I learn how to work with them. Like they're not, they know a lot because they're in the spirit world, but unlike let's say the deities or, or they're not all knowing. Um, so, you know, a lot of times with communicating with them, like I'll get answers and they'll be right for the course that someone is on now but then someone might change paths completely. And then that, that reading will be totally off base because they've <laughs> like decided to go to a different path. And sometimes I can see all of those and sometimes I can't, but because no, um, I don't know anyone that's right a hundred percent of the time, as far as even being a psychic. Um, but it's interesting with, with saints and angels. I feel like in a lot of cases, there isn't as much feedback. Now I know there's times when that isn't true um, because I know I've, you know, people have talked about hearing angels talking to them and having visions and things like that. Um, I've haven't heard it as much lately, but I've, I used to hear of these things and, and it was like, okay, um, so I guess it is possible, but for the most part, like these are, most of mine are like beings who, humans who have passed on and are, but are enlightened people in some way, um, like who aren't coming back if you, you know, work with past lives or something like that. So like who are done with their time on earth and are wanting to help people on earth and guide them. Hmm. Hopefully, you have that a choice makes... about coming back, or you, you have a choice. It, you can decide to be done with it all. <laughs> I don't think I want to come back. Unless <laughs> I'm sure I come back and be, I don't know, Halle Berry or something like that. <laughs> um, you... So I've been told that this is my last time. Oh, but, you know, not everybody knows that um, about themselves. Like I didn't know that until very recently. Somebody was like, so. Um, Okay, but I I know a lot of times you can choose how to come back. Like there's there are some people, and you know there's one theory, and I don't know how much I buy into it or not. Just going forward, so like don't shoot the messenger. But <laughs> I, there are some people who believe that you choose how you come or the challenges that you might face in your next life. Yeah. I've heard that. I've heard people say that. Yeah. So I don't know, like I personally um, like being blind and I could have seen myself maybe choosing that, but there are a lot of people that I can't see choosing that. So I have sort of, uh, questions about that theory. <laughs> I know what you mean. And uh, what is it? I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. I just want to let you guys know you have about 10 ish minutes left. Oh, thank you, oh, Kayla. Thank you. You're welcome. That's Kayla, isn't it? Kayla? Yes. Yes, Hello, ma'am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hi. Hey, you too. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lena, I'm wondering um, so if you feel that this is your last go around, so to speak, how does it affect how you live? Do you live it up more or do you act very carefully so you can live longer? <laughs> you know, um, I'd live it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I actually, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, so 
I'm definitely like trusting my guides on that, on a lot of that. But I also, I'm finding it. It's like, well, hey, if this is my last life, I'm going to enjoy it. And that's, that's definitely, you know, one of the things that, that gets talked about often is living your life to the fullest. Right. And, um, you know, I never know how long it's going to last. So it's, you know, it's things like I, I left my job to focus on my business, which is my passion. Like I had a steady job for three years and I was like, well, that's really hard. I don't want to, you know, I'm scared, but I also want to do something I'm passionate about. So I left work full-time job to focus on doing this, this being a healer and a psychic. And that's your best life. Yeah. Because that's yeah. What, that's your purpose and your passion. Yes. That's the quality of life you want. Absolutely. And and it's, you know, I want to help other people. So, like, I I um, started my work at, um, and I called it Cathedral of the Phoenix because my whole point was to not just kind of be my best self, but to help other people kind of rise from the ashes and be their best selves too, like the ashes of trauma or whatever it is that's holding them back. And I feel like that is a sacred act so that's why i called it a cathedral it's it's not a meant to be a christian reference is that i feel like overcoming and becoming you know flying and becoming stronger are sacred ways like becoming your best self is a what i would call a sacred act and so i feel very like invested in this in this journey in this life and I definitely intend to you know I've been able to have fun spend lots of time with my family and it's all it's very important to have that for me so I I do think it's about kind of living it up and and having the best quality of life that I can you are as you're well. living it up in, yeah, in as way, well as right. helping people. Yeah. yeah, you know, as well as helping other people, like living it up myself, as well as helping other people, like it's the best of both worlds. Fantastic. And so that that leads me to ask: when you opened your business, you didn't have really a safety net, right? You you had you left a full time job, probably with benefits. Oh, dental. We yeah. hate to leave dental. Yes. But so has it been hard finding clients, and is it all online or is it also in person? So, so far it's all been online. I've had one, like I had a couple people in person when I was uh, working in Boston, but when I went to do this full time, I had some clients, like I wasn't completely, it, it you know, it wasn't making, uh, I, I wasn't doing as well as I wanted to, but so yeah, there was very little to no safety net. Um, but I, I've started to kind of go into crystal shops here in Austin and have gotten at least one promise of, you know, being listed as a practitioner so I can get bookings from there and actually go and do bookings there in person. Sure. Um, so it's starting to, it's, it's always growing. I've always had, you know, it's been 
I've been getting some exposure. I did um, tarot readings once at a state convention at the exhibit hall, and it was actually kind of popular. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was, yeah, that was when I was in, in Massachusetts, and that was fun. Um, but, you know, so I've been trying to put myself out there as far as donating my time or things like that, but... I definitely um, have been working. I'm still working to, you know, to get clients. And right. Well, I'm sure you're going to, you've made a few more today. And I think uh, <laughs> I'll definitely be contacting you again. I'd love for you to teach um, a workshop on chakras and also tapping, you know, the mechanics of it, how to do it. Yes. And I, I would think love we, to do that. we may have run out of time, but I'm not sure. Let me just check with our our guides, our physical guides. <laughs> you have about four minutes. Four minutes. Okay. okay. Very yeah. good. Would you mind, Lena, um, just to give your um, your contact information for people who might sure. want to get in touch with you? Yeah. So um, my phone number, I'll do my phone and email so people can um, let me know. But just, just um, if if you use my phone, text first so I know who it is because I probably won't answer if I don't know. Oh, I don't blame you. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my phone number is 857-210-6455. Again, just to make sure, 857-210-6455. And my email is, it's, it's all spelled the way that it would normally be. It's cathedralofthephoenix at gmail.com. Oh, one word, cathedralofthephoenix. Yeah. Okay, very yes. good. And I think we still have a couple of minutes if you want to, um, would you like to close us out with any uh, philosophical thoughts? Listen to into our evening. Philosophical what's on, thoughts. What's on your mind? Philosophical. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, I guess I'm. I've just been thinking about a lot of this, and with the, I think, for me, what's important and often difficult, but a very important thing to, you know, continue to maintain is hope. Mm. And I know it's not easy and it, it, I don't know, it makes me think of like, oh, it's, you know, Pandora's box or whatever, but I, I feel like hope is very important and that it can help to keep us centered like, you know, beyond all the the techniques that we've talked about here, which are so important. Uh, holding on to even the smallest grain of hope can, you know, help to make all that work or help to keep us in a place where even if, you know, we get burned out, we know that we can come back to it after we take some time to ourselves or, you know, where it's, where it's not, you know, we've, we've come a long way in this community. Well, 
both communities really blind and and lgbtq plus have you know we still have further to go but we've come a long way and um before the dark before the renaissance was the dark ages that's a point yeah that's very good oh that's a great ending ending on a note of hope thank you yes much lena solusa we've had a wonderful conversation I could literally talk to you all day. I know. <laughs> if you let me, me too. <laughs> uh, thank you to uh, Cecily, Kayla, Herbie, everyone in the audience. This is your proud ally pal, Miss Ruth. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening. Take good care. <laughs>